take my hand. I carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, then we don't need them. And these roads are never easy. Put my city on the map. For those who couldn't feel me, know my city got my back. Like, you can take my hand. I carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, then What's going on, everybody? We are back in the booth again. Another Shot Callers episode. We are here. We are ready to go talking some NBA. To my left, as always, my brother from another mother, Joshua, Odellis, Varellis, Montellis, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Good morning. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> what's good, everybody? Right, I'm a fun guy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Man, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing today, my brother? Man, wonderful, bro. Wonderful. Just uh, another day we get to uh, do this wonderful podcast for the people. Uh, talking NBA. We got producer Tim with his bougie laptop over there, uh, doing his producer thing. Uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, another shot callers. We're excited. Uh, we're back again. Uh, we are going to uh, have a few special things for you. Be on the lookout for a. Uh, we're going to do a Shack, all Shack team. Uh, we're going to shoot have that up for you probably next week. We're looking for forward to that. Um, at large bid once again. Make sure it's March, baby. You know what March means? March Madness. You got all that stuff going on. We don't. One shining moment. You like the facetta there? You see that? Uh, you see that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's March, man. Uh, our boys cover it better than anybody. So I'm telling you, if you want to get the lowdown on who we think is in, who we think is out, who's playing well, who's on the bubble, the at-large big guys do it better than anybody else. So if you're looking for a pod for the NCAA to get your brackets right, Make sure you get that large bid and check them out. Also, the 48 Minutes crew, Tim Daniel and Sean Mackey, um, they shoot, they drop a pod every Wednesday. Um, they had an awesome pod this past week talking about uh, that awesome Lakers Celtics game um, and other stuff. So, yeah, it was awesome. Go make sure you check it out. Um, we drop on Monday. Um, we're excited to be back in the, in the booth. We love it here. We want you to go on our Apple podcast, five-star review, listen, and subscribe. That's what we love because we love to do this. So, um, Odellis, Farellis, Hayes, um, a lot going on in the NBA. Yeah, A man. lot going on. Um, I think last week, you know, we, we, we covered a lot of stuff and we still didn't get to cover a lot of the things that we wanted to talk about. So, um, I know that, uh, I feel like this week's going to be just as much fun, you know, talk about some of this stuff. We got some exciting topics that we want to discuss. So, uh, let's get it going. Yes, sir. Um, first thing I want to talk about what's beef, what's beef. I see hardening. Giannis in the streets going at it. I love it. This is the type of stuff this NBA is built about. Biggie said, what's beef? Beef is two gats when you need to oh, go to sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, Biggie said it best. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So, yeah. I know. Shout out to Josh Hayes <laughs> with the Biggie drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a side note. That was a dope track. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway. Um, Giannis. 
I guess uh, had some uh, words to say after the All Star game, talking about the the you know our uh, what we were trying to do is get the ball to whoever James Harden was guarding. I think that's how the beef started. Um, those two uh, exchange words. Harden does an interview with Rachel Nichols. Shout out Rachel Nichols. She's awesome. Rachel Nichols is. Gosh, Rachel Dor like like those two are, are phenomenal. Uh but she does an interview with James Harden and Harden says, Oh yeah, it really takes a lot of skills to be a seven foot one guy and dunk a basketball at a time. It takes a whole lot of skill. <laughs> so yeah, so those two have a it's it's a really strange beef. Like they're not even in the same conference division. Like it's really weird how that's working out. Um but those two have been going back and forth with one another. Um, I like it. I love I love when NBA guys get in their feelings and start to go at one another. Because, you know, here it is. They, they all have pride. They all have got egos. They may say they don't have egos, but they all got egos. Um, two MVPs. I mean, Harden's got an MVP. Giannis has got an MVP. Two top guys. I would say top ten players in the league. Top five players top in the league. Five. I mean – Going at one another, um, it's it's a uh, gosh! It was so cool to see their competitiveness come out there and just go at one another. Uh, because here's the thing: everybody wants that top spot. Everybody's fighting for who's better than who. Uh, everybody says it's a, it is a team game in a sense, but it's also those guys are about themselves and and their egos, and, and they try to say it's not about that, but it is. I mean, but for them two to see it like play out like that, I don't think you'll see Milwaukee and Houston in a final. Now, Milwaukee possibly, because uh, Milwaukee is by far the best team in the East, but I don't think Houston will get there. Uh, but we'll have to look up on the schedule and see if those two play one another here coming up soon, because uh, that's going to be must-watch TV. Because at some point, Giannis is going to come out and guard Harden. I don't know if Harden will guard Giannis. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. But that small ball, he may not have a choice. I mean, they don't have a true big guy. So, um, I think it's cool. I think the beef is cool. Odellis, I mean, you, we were talking about this earlier. Well, first off, I want to tell you guys, um, I posted a meme a couple days ago. <laughs> and it wasn't a real meme. But whoever constricted this meme actually made me laugh for about 30 minutes. Uh, because it was a response to what Harden said about... Uh, being able to be seven foot and jump yeah. all the time. I'm going to read it to you. It says, and it, it put quotation marks like Har- like Giannis said it. It right. says, I wish I could take 15 steps, jump into the <laughs> defender, and cry like a little bee for free throws. That takes no skill. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I wish he really would have said it. Because That's awesome. I think that would have been like the all-time – um, response. I mean, probably would have just shut the game down. Oh yeah, but absolutely. I think um, for everybody who doesn't know, has to realize this beef all started when Giannis won the MVP mm-hmm. over Harden. Which I still argued that I really thought that there might have been a chance that the MVP should have been co MVP uh, because Harden did some stuff that we've never seen before in the NBA, and I know that Giannis. Led his team to sixty wins, and mm-hmm. but like the Rockets weren't far far behind them in wins, and unfortunately the Rockets played in the loaded West. Yeah. I mean, so you had teams that were in front of them, Denver and Golden State. I mean, that what are we really going to do? 
So that beef started right there because Harden was mad that he didn't win the MVP and he thought there was some type of narrative that um, they wanted to give it to Giannis because Giannis did have the the better team record and blah, 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 blah. So that's where it started. And then, you guys, we get to the All-Star game. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it was such a really, really big deal, but they did they not pick the teams on TV? They did. They did. Yeah, yeah they so did. Yeah, they LeBron did. and Giannis standing mm-hmm. there, and I'm pretty sure that as they were picking teams, there were three guys left, and it was Giannis's turn. And there was Kemba, Trey Young, and James Harden. And I believe he took Kemba. So when they asked him why he took Kemba, he was like, you know, I'm just trying to win. Da, 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 da. He's like, I want somebody who's going to pass me the ball. so that i think kind of started a little bit of it and then um if you remember coming right out of the all-star game i want to say houston and uh and the bucks played each other okay uh and Giannis came out like right out began the game and shot an air ball three-pointer oh yeah yeah so and then um when they were when they were questioning Giannis, uh, what his response was like, what was your guys' attack or your game plan? He was like, we're going to go with whoever Harden is guarding at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Giannis is innocent in all this. Oh no like, no 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 not at all. Some shots. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah yeah, absolutely love it. So you know, then you get to the uh, then you get to the comments of dunking takes no skill. Um, you know, we both. Or I think all three of us have agreed here that Giannis has some things that he needs to work on in his game. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he's a above average ball handler for being seven foot. And he's still the best player. And he's. I was gonna say he's yeah. He's the reigning MVP. Mm-hmm. He's starting to learn how to shoot a jump shot. It's a process. I mean, he's it, young. It is still. a process. I mean, he's young. But if he ever learns how to get the mid range game and he could actually just step out and hit that jump shot, we all know it's a wrap because that's not a skill set. That's like Kevin Durant with about 30 pounds of muscle on him. Yeah. That we've not seen anything like it before. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited to see how this is going to end. You know, Harden still averaging, you know, 43 and a half points a game on 69 shots. Uh, 46 free throws. <laughs> uh, everything that Giannis said, uh, Giannis is still bullying guys to the basket and dunking the ball. Um, I really think that um, we're we're on pace for Giannis to go back to back on the MVP right here, unless something crazy happens. Uh, I know I told you guys I was talking last week with my kids, and they he told me they think that that, that Milwaukee's going to break Golden State's win record. Um, <laughs> I I really yeah. think that they're on pace to win seventy games. Uh, they have to go nineteen and four, I think, to win seventy games. I don't see that. I mean, really not happening. And then if they get crazy and just all of a sudden don't lose but one game, now you're talking about tying Golden State. Yeah. I mean, so there's still a slim possibility that that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Giannis is is uh, sewing up this back to back MVP thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I, it's they're by far the best team in the East. He is by far the best player. <laughs> um, so to him, win back to back MVPs would not be out of question. Um, and then for them to uh, represent the East uh, in the finals, you know, would not be a shock. But I am excited to see where this beef escalates. Oh, from. yeah, absolutely. Because it's not, I mean, it, with them not being in the conference, it makes it difficult. Uh, but 
people always remember that beef, and people they'll always remember that beef for sure. Beef is when your mom's ain't safe, <laughs> safe up, up in, in the, the streets. streets, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so yeah, so um, that stuff is that stuff right there is is all about the competition of it, and, and those guys are competitors, and, and uh, they you know there's no back down in either one of them, so it's it's really cool. We're all waiting on producer Tim to get us our Milwaukee Bucks Pat Connington jersey. So yeah, I know, dude. We yeah. I mean, we supported the slam dunk contest. He got robbed, you know, but uh, it is what it is, man. Shout out to Planet Pat, you know. Yeah, you know. (laughs) So, uh, today is March 1st. Today is supposed to be Happy Steph Curry Day. And the Warriors, the Warriors, um, they they did us wrong. They did us dirty. They just, uh, I I couldn't believe they said, yep. He's not going to play. We were all excited about it. Um, I know we had had talks about it before, um, about just shutting him down for the year, but Steph wanted to play. Um, They say he's healthy. Uh, They interviewed Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr says he's healthy. There's no concerns about the hand. Uh, There's no concerns about him re-injuring the hand. Um, It all boils down to them wanting him, I guess, to get more practice time. Uh, to see how he's going to react to contact and all the other things that are going on. My question is, is it worth even bringing him back? Um, you have Draymond's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Clay, you will not get back this year. You're, the team is not even close to being in the playoff run. They're at, they've been out of contention since November. So... My question is, Josh, how do why would you want to risk him re-breaking the hand or something else happening um, and to bring him back into this kind of spot? Um, to me, it just seems a little bit risky um, just because of the fact that they, they have almost everything to lose and really nothing to gain in it. So uh, my question to you, Josh, what would you do if you are – um, Golden State Brass, and you are um, Steve Kerr. Uh, what what would what would your thoughts be on on Steph Curry? Okay, here's what was my here was my first thought about all this, and uh, you guys can obviously piggyback if if you if you agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when Steph got hurt, you know his hand is probably like the main thing. Oh that he needs Absolutely. to play I mean, basketball. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Um, and I don't know if any of us really knew how ex- how extensive the injury was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know he had surgery. Um, I don't really know what the surgery entailed. Yeah, but, probably some pins. and I don't know if he had any screws put in it or not, but I'm sure they probably put pins in it. But the first it. thing mm-hmm. I thought of was the training staff and mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Yep, yep. And yep. how Kevin Durant really was the one that made the ultimate decision mm-hmm. to come back. And, you know, we were all like, even when he came back and we found out that the the injury was a little bit worse than what we thought. And, you know, you saw him jumping in the tunnel before the game. You're like, yeah. And then he come out and he was like 11 points. You're like, oh, he came out on fire. This dude is the real deal. And then we saw him try to make that move and he planted. And then we saw the Achilles snap. Yeah. Uh, I think that alone is probably cautioning Golden State to bring. Curry back into the lineup. Now, yeah. Curry could be 
one hundred percent fully absolutely. healthy. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but let's say that um, he is mm-hmm. at least from a, a, the extent of uh, being able the the bones fully healed. Right. You know, he can come back. He's shooting this and that. Let's say he comes back, and in his very first game. He trips and falls on the floor, right. and uh, somebody steps on his hand, or mm-hmm. like he gets rolled up underneath, and then diving would, for a ball. I would have to think that 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 right now, even with that being fully healed, that 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 would be the easiest thing for him to re-injure. Yeah, that's 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 Golden State's worst nightmare, I think. You know what I mean? That and his ankles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got. Some, yeah. <laughs> hey, that dude got some wobbly ankles, man. He, he always oh, looks like he's walking a high heels. He got them wobbles going. But um I mean, they just came off of an eight game losing streak. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. I don't even know what their win total projections to be this year. I mean, we started off with them making the playoffs. Yeah. Even even without Clay. Yeah. And now we're looking at them. I mean, I don't even know if they're a double digit wins yet. If they are, they're probably like right there. Uh, they are. Let's see here. Golden State is thirteen and forty-seven. Okay, so they 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 won't get to twenty wins. Thirty-three games back. Yeah, they won't get to twenty wins. N- no. Um. Currently, right now, they are. Um. How how did we? If you look, if you look by conference standings, they're in last place by four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in last game. They're in last place by four games in the NBA. So when this lottery comes out, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna have technically the best shot to get the number one pick. Now Correct. we know that doesn't always happen, but they have the best shot. Correct. We've all sit here and said, don't let Clay come back. Mm-hmm. Don't let Curry come back. Mm-hmm. Get Looney healthy. Mm-hmm. Let Draymond heal all of his injuries. He's beat up this year. Yeah. Um, that's your core four. Yeah, LeBron was laughing about it. It was hilarious. I, I really <laughs> think that uh, I really think that Steve Kerr is actually a coaching genius. I think Bob Myers is is a genius when it comes to the front office. Agree. I, I, I think the Andrew Wiggins deal is either going to work out or it's going to work out where they're able to get a piece yeah. to to make it work out, and you get your starting core back next year with. Maybe the number one draft pick. If not, you're probably drafting top three. Um, they could get Wiseman. That's that's the best. best you get you get Wiseman, a, a seven footer who can run the floor, uh, who could do all the things that you need him to do. So yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. I mean, so now you're like you said, you're looking at Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Wiseman. Well, you still got Looney, and then you still have Looney to get healthy. Who is such an underrated player I mean, um, for what they do there? Give me those six all day, every day. And Golden State's back. Yeah, I mean it's like they, it's like hey, we took a year off, but we're back. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I really, really believe that the the smartest thing to do because think about it: once you get into April, mm-hmm. like you're you're starting to get into the playoffs. Right. Like, why bring him back? I agree. I I agree a hundred percent. If you I really would, want yeah. him to get, if you really want to get some clock, right. We were just talking about this early. Hold him out and let him play in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Let him get his run in the Olympics. Um, I agree with you 100%. The Durant injury 
has culminated in how they've handled Steph. Um, I think there's a big fear uh, from that training staff and all the people that are involved that if he were to fall or to get stepped on, like you said, and he re-breaks that hand in meaningless games, because these are meaningless games, they're not going to be in the playoffs, they're not going to, there's nothing to really play for. If he re-injures himself, um, then everybody's going to be wondering, why are you playing him on a 13-win team uh, with nothing to gain? You know what I mean? You've got zero to gain. Um Steph is a is a special player. You already know that you're already planning for next year to have a top three pick. You're already going to get Looney back. You're going to get Clay back. You picked up Wiggins, um, and now you're going to you know you have Steph and Draymond. You know how this is going to turn out in the end. Why why push Steph back? And 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 I'll say this. Just like Kevin Durant, Steph is a competitor. Steph wants to play. He don't care if they they haven't won eight games this year. And I'm sure he's fighting them. I'm sure he's fighting. I I guarantee you he's fighting them on it. He wanted to play today. I I guarantee he wanted to play today. But at some point, at some point, people have to step in for you. Just like with Kevin Durant and say, look, we know you may feel like you're 100%, but what are we gaining here? What What are we gaining? What are we? I know you want to play and you want to compete and we get that. But with so few games left, I mean, you're 33 games out. Like, like you got 13 wins. Let the young guys ride it out. Let them do what they do. And and next year, we'll come out guns blaze. Yeah, and I got just 30 seconds or so. The yeah. other thing that Golden State's really good at is they're good at finding diamonds in the rough. They're good yeah. at finding guys to, to work their, their yep. system. And what they've been able to do in all this is uh, they found guys that I think are going to be on their oh, team yeah. next year, like Pascal, yeah, um, and Burke, yeah, yeah, Burke, uh, Chris, you yeah. know, even Lee. Um, shout out to Lee because I'm a Louisville guy. Yeah, um, I think he's going to end up making the team. But uh, yeah, they've they can, they've been able to develop some people for they sure. Have. Absolutely, they have, and I think it's only going to benefit them in the long run. I I would definitely agree with that. Uh, speaking of development, Ja. Ja Morant. Um, <laughs> what can I be without you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got a Biggie and a Ja Rule reference today. Lord have mercy. That's different, Scott. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we were here and then we went. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I guess not. Um, but, yeah, Ja Morant. Um, we were talking earlier. Uh, what he's been able to do with this Grizzlies team is no short of amazing. Um, the way he's able to lead his team in a tough conference to possibly a playoff position um, has been kind of, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like He's just been so good. Um, his leadership ability, his skills, Everybody knows he was an athlete. Everybody knew he was an athlete coming out, and everybody knew he could jump out of the gym. Everybody knew he was explosive. But I don't think people understood how good his other skills were, the way he can pass the ball, 
the way he leads a team, the way he has gotten this Memphis team who was in transition, and we had talked about this. They were in transition from the grit and grind and Zebo and Gasols and Tony Allens and all these guys. They were in transition from that to where they are now. They're a young, athletic, uh, getting up and down the floor. I mean, last night, they beat a really good Lakers team. Um, and they interviewed LeBron. And LeBron's like, man, this dude is the future. This it's guy. Yeah, yeah, the jersey. Like, like he's sending him a jersey. Uh, I mean, and you know, Jaws already calling him big. That's big bro. That's big bro. So, like, when the greats start to see young players develop and be who they, they are becoming – um, it's really cool to see that transition. Um, like I'm, I am old enough, and myself and Josh are old enough to remember the transition between Bird and Magic to Jordan, uh, and that and that group. Um, and then you had from Jordan to Kobe, Kobe, Shaq, all those guys. Like those transitions are really cool to see. And now you're starting to see that with Trey Youngs and Lucas, Jaws, even Zion, who we talked about last week, who's becoming a force. Um, but yeah, John ja Morant is, has become something special. Uh, and what he's done has, has been really cool to see. I don't remember. I know that the Lakers played the Pelicans earlier this week they and they play them today. I don't remember LeBron saying anything about Zion. I mean, not as much he as did. He's, yeah. but he did, but definitely not a, did, but not, a, but I don't remember it being as, I guess, as. Look at his jersey today. Yeah. I love the hug today. Oh, yeah. But I, I like like I don't remember the I guess the love shown. I mean, I know he likes Zion. I'm not saying that he doesn't like Zion, but um like I felt like that moment last night between him and, and Ja was was like a special thing. So um but Ja Morant, I mean, he's 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 something legit, dude. He's oh, then the A D he tried to go after A D last night. Oh my gosh. Like he's fearless. <laughs> um Josh, what do you think about Ja, man? Well, you guys already know, um, all of us picked Ja to finish second rookie of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we knew with Ja playing at Murray State in Kentucky, mm-hmm. we we got a better glimpse of him, I think, than most people did. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of already knew what was coming out of uh, uh, into the into the draft, and I think the tournament kind of gave everybody kind of a, a national. Uh, view of what Ja Morant was, yeah. um, but I think he's exceeded all of our expectations in the NBA. I mean, he already looks like a veteran leader of a basketball team that has no quit, he has no fear, and on any given night, uh, which has already happened multiple times. He's he he's ready to make like the NBA's greatest poster. I know <laughs> of some big man that's trying to jump with him. I mean, he almost ended Kevin Love's career. Uh, then he went after Anthony Davis. Yeah, no, I mean, no fear. There's no fear at all. No fear. I called him a Chihuahua this morning. Um, <laughs> I said he's a he's a he's he's like he's got big man. He's got little man syndrome. He's trapped in his body. He he thinks he's six eight or six nine. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'll let producer Tim kind of say this. He said who he kind of reminds him of a little bit, and we all agreed. Yeah. Um. He said he reminds him of a smaller version of a Penny Hardaway. You know, yeah. in a sense of that, like he's just relentless. Yeah. He attacks. Yep. 
Like there's no there there's no giving up. And um if you look at his stats last night, I don't think people realize this. Twenty seven and fourteen. Yeah, fourteen assists. Yeah, that's crazy. And I and I know he always gets compared to Westbrook, um, because of his explosiveness and how he gets to the basket and but I think he's he's gonna be better. Um I think he's, he's definitely already got a better skill set. Yeah, I think he's gonna be better. I think that uh like like the way he's able to, to, to do what he does, like I think he's he's gonna be better uh in the long run. But uh thirty five percent from three. So remember, yeah. he's a rookie point guard. He shoots forty nine percent from the field. Yeah. You know how much poise 35? that is? Yeah. yeah. He's only playing 30 minutes a game. I mean, I'm not saying he's only playing 30 minutes a game, but he's playing only 30 minutes a game. I mean, the top guys in the league are playing 36, 38 minutes. Yeah. That's a half a quarter extra, you know, that he's sitting out. And I get it. There's still a learning curve with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, because he's young. But um, I, I don't care what Zion does the rest of the year. I think Zion's going to be a special player in the NBA. I think he's a legit superstar. I think he's an MVP winning potential player. I think he can change the Pelicans around. Oh yeah, John Morant's one rookie of the year already to me. Yeah, it's not even. I, I would agree. It, with it that. can't. There can't be a co rookie of the year to me. As much as I want Zion to win to be like I'm right, uh, I think day <laughs> in day out, John Morant is doing things that he should not be doing as a rookie point guard at his size right now. Yeah. And producer Tim, you're really good at this stuff. Um, last year when uh, Toronto was making that uh, that run for the chip, what was the trade package that they had put in place to get Gasol up to Toronto? Uh, it was Valanciunas and um, <clears throat> he says I'm really good at it. And I'm like, That's actually all I really wanted you to say. Yeah. That, that was it. Valanciunas, um, yeah. I think... I think when Toronto gave him away, they were thinking, obviously they were thinking short term, mm-hmm. but um, I think he's another unsung hero on this Memphis team that doesn't get a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh, his stats last night, 22 and 20. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. And he's young. He's in his prime. He's only 27. Uh, he's basically a seven-footer. Um. A stat that a lot of people like to use is PER. He's mm-hmm. 20th in the league in PER. That says a lot. That, that, that's, yeah, that says a ton. It says yeah, a lot. Dudes in the yeah, that's crazy. Um, and, you know, his stats don't pop up off the screen, but he's almost 15 and 11. We haven't talked about Jaron Jackson Jr. yet on that team. No, yeah. not at all. Like, yeah. Not yeah. at all. Love that team. Um, but I think that the Grizzlies are – in a spot right now. They're two games under 500. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a push for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I really think that um, what we're going to start seeing here is the changing of the guard. And I am going to say this. The Pelicans and the Grizzlies are two teams that we knew weren't going to be there. The Grizzlies are definitely uh, way more impressive than what we thought. Well, oh, gosh, yeah. But uh, gotcha. I think come next year, like those are two teams nobody's going to want to play. Well, yeah. I mean, well, here, here is, here's the thing: is that in the West, you got to think about this. Sacramento, 
a young squad. They are three. Trash. Yeah, I'm giving up on them. <laughs> on Sacramento? Yeah. You gave up on Sacramento? Yeah. This should have been the year they should have progressed. And you think so? Yeah. Wow. Buddy got that money, man. Yeah, buddy got that. But they're only they're only three and a half games out of that eighth spot. I mean, they're right there. You know, what's really weird in the West right now is like you said, they're only three out. Memphis holds the eight spot, two games under, and yeah. then the next team is twelve games over five hundred. So the oh, top yeah. seven teams in the West are like there's there's like a huge gap. <laughs> there's a, yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. So yes, but but the cool thing about this is is that I do think no well one, none of us thought that Memphis would be where they were. Uh but the Pelicans um are sitting right there. That's, that's gonna be a fun race coming down the stretch. I mean, those two young teams, um the Pelicans Get Zion back. Lonzo Ball has played really well down there. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I mean, he's he's had his best year um, there in New Orleans. And it's not even close. Brandon Ingram, man. I mean, My Lord. But I'm saying, though, like, like all these teams are putting themselves in position where they may not be there this year, but next year. Then you add freaking Golden State back into the mix. I mean, that's three teams that you have that are young um, and, and hungry. I mean, gosh dang. Like, the West is going to be crazy next year. If those if those teams stay healthy, if those teams stay healthy, it's going to be bananas. Hey, this stat might not mean anything right now. Um, but Memphis sitting in the eighth spot, last ten, four and six. Everybody below them, nothing. Sacramento last ten, seven and three. In the last ten, last ten, yeah. So they've made some ground up. Um, I mean, it's not much, but it's a couple. Y'all games. are like, we're done with Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Get your out of there. I'm in it. So yeah, I, uh, shout out to Memphis, man, what they're doing down there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I'm looking forward to this <clears throat> last little push, this last uh, bit. Um, because in that mix is uh, San Antonio and also Portland. So, um, but yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm excited about this last little push. So, um, so yeah. So I think that's all for us, brother. Yeah, that's all for us. Um, I'm excited to be in here once again every week. Uh, make sure you listen. We drop on Monday. Uh, the 48 Minutes Crew drops on Wednesday, and At Large Bid drops on Friday. All right, so give us some love, five-star reviews. Five stars. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Hit us up on the socials at 48 Minutes NTWRK on Instagram and the Twitters. All right, hit us up, and uh, we will holler at you next week. Peace.